from Connext Media, this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hilliard. Atlanta Born and Brand is a show all about businesses that are being built right here in the capital of the South. But more importantly, it's a show about their founders. We wanted to find some of the city's most interesting entrepreneurs and creators, hear about their challenges, successes, and how they built a brand that will last. But more importantly, we want to introduce these founders, brands, and businesses to the city they live in, their neighbors, to make sure Atlanta and the brands they call it home can thrive for generations to come. In 2019, there are no shortage of Instagram influencers in our city. But five years ago, that wasn't necessarily the case. Today, we host Alyssa Fagan on the show. You may know her as the creator of the Instagram account, ATL Bucket List. We talked with Alyssa about her journey from brand new ATLian to the go-to Instagram account for things to do in the city. And we also found out how she turned a fun side hustle into a thriving career, helping others build their brand. We are proud to welcome to the show Alyssa Fagan of ATL Bucket List and Atlas Media. Alyssa, thanks so much for being on the show. Um, a big part of what we talk about on this show is just building a brand in Atlanta and why the city is unique and the different things that the city offers. And that's sort of like how you got started, right? Tell me uh, a little bit about your background and, and how ATL Bucket List even got started. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, as you can tell, I'm a big lover of all things Atlanta. Yeah. I'm not an Atlanta native, sure. although some people assume I am. <laughs> I grew up in Florida and moved here I think I'm coming up on five years uh, this September. So yeah, it's been five years. And when I moved here, it was sort of just something different for me. I grew up in Florida. I went to college in Florida and I looked to my parents and I I just kind of said, I need something different. Change it up. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't want to move too far. I wanted a city. I hate the cold. Mm. And just everything was kind of pointing to Atlanta. Um, So I moved here without a job. Okay. And um, quickly found one once I moved here. <laughs> That's always thankfully. Good. Yes. Um, but you know, just really wanted to take advantage of everything while I was here, not hmm. knowing if it was going to be permanent. Right. Um, and I think I came just around the time when everything was really starting to pick up around here. Sure. Um, I talked to a lot of locals who say how much things have changed, and I've seen it within the past five years. But no you know, people who've been here longer have seen it even longer. Um, I remember Pont City Market wasn't open. It was about to open right when I moved here. So, you know, Atlanta has certainly changed in these last five years, but I was just so taken aback by all of its beauty and um, the different parts of Atlanta, like, yeah. you know, the little pockets and neighborhoods. And yeah, the old neighborhoods are so cool. In yeah. The yeah, and like, sure. so different. I love the fact that you can have, you know, I live in Brookhaven now. It's yeah. it's very homey and it feels like a neighborhood. Right. Um, but then you go down to Old Fourth Ward or Inman Park and, you know, very dog friendly, which I love. Mm-hmm. I have a dog and yeah, they're very walkable and yep. they're so busy and um, energetic. So Sure. Well, and you can be in the city and still be in like a really cool, calm, like quietish neighborhood where, but you know, two blocks down, you've got a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. I it's think that's cool really, that that's special. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So tell me how the, 
what was the the factors that led to you starting the Instagram account? Um, honestly, it was kind of something that happened by chance. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't any master plan when I mm. started the account. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish there was because I think when I, if you look back a long time ago, four years ago, um, which I don't encourage anyone to do, <laughs> um, you'll see everything was very not thought out. Um, hmm. it was kind of just random posts, um, you know, getting started. I didn't post on a schedule yeah. kind of whenever I felt like it, the photos were okay. Sure. <laughs> um, but I just, like I said, I was so enamored by Atlanta hmm. um, and I kind of pushed myself to explore it again, not knowing how long I was going to be there. Yeah. So in my head, I kind of had this bucket list of things that I wanted to do right. and it was never ending because there were always things opening. So it made it yeah. really hard to check things off. Um, but, sure. you know, I started going to all these places. I had a degree in PR Um I worked at a, mar a digital marketing agency okay. gotcha. and definitely saw myself going more towards social media, hmm. uh, which eventually I did. And I just decided, you know, as I was exploring to take some photos and I didn't really want to, you know, be one of those people who just starts flooding their personal Instagram accounts mm -hmm. with food and yeah. all these Atlanta things. Because at the time I had a lot of friends back in Florida. Sure. And I just, I think, honestly, I was in the shower one day and I was like, oh, so many bucket list items, Atlanta bucket list, ATL bucket list. And it go. just kind of came to me. I <laughs> nice. saw ATL underscore bucket list was yeah. available on Instagram. And I was like, you know what? Why not? Let's do it. Yeah. There you go. Well, in 210,000 <laughs> followers later, here you are. Here we are. <laughs> um, it's cool, though. And I think, you know, I think I probably started following you somewhere along the course of that first summer. And it was cool for me as someone who grew up here and was now living in a different city at the time to see like uh, a new Atlantans perspective on the city and you know, like a fresh view, which I think a lot of people from Atlanta identify with the account for that reason, because... Mm -hmm. You know, if you grow up here and you've only ever lived here, you don't appreciate the things that maybe somebody that didn't grow up here I, is like, really enjoying. I couldn't agree more. Um, I feel like everyone I talk to who is from Atlanta has mm. such a different feeling towards the city than mm. someone who is a transplant. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, partially... I'm sad because I wish everyone loved Atlanta as much as I did. Sure. But I do hope that, you know, through the content I put out there, I yeah. am able to change some people's minds. Definitely. And I mean, I think it's good for anybody who grows up anywhere to leave for a period, even if they end up coming back. Yeah. Like I've done three times now <laughs> <laughs> because you do just get an appreciation for the things that are unique about your city. Um, and that's one, one thing that I think that you do a really great job of on the bucket list, um, Instagram. So that first summer you're, you're posting content, you're using an iPhone, I yes, assume. Just an iPhone. <laughs> just an iPhone. What, was there a couple of things that kind of, uh, that kind of hit or were extra popular? What was the, did you feel it building momentum that first summer? And, and what were those moments where you're like, whoa, this is kind of crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was all kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, but I think a lot of it, you know, I'm not trying to diminish what I did, but I do think I really just got lucky with timing. Hmm. Um, I had kind of looked around to see what other accounts there were in Atlanta that sure. were maybe similar to what I was doing. Right. And there really weren't a ton. 
Um, and I saw, you know, bigger cities like New York and LA and Chicago, yeah. and they had all these similar Instagram accounts that blew up. Sure. But Atlanta just hadn't quite gotten there yet. Yeah. Um, so it was a great opportunity. It has since, by it, the way. Exactly. Yeah. And now, I mean, there's sometimes I see accounts that have like a thousand followers, and I'm like, your content is way better than mine. But it's really hard to grow. Um, sure. And I got lucky that I got in four years ago mm. um, because, you know, it, it takes some blood, sweat, and tears to grow right. an account now. Well, and you got in pre algorithm, right? Yes, which so. I mean is huge. I, yeah. It's really, you know, there are things that you can do to, you know, quote unquote, beat the algorithm. Sure. But even the best accounts are seeing decreases in engagement. Right. I mean, I know I have. Hmm. Well, and it's one of those things that once you build a, a loyal and dedicated fan base, the algorithm isn't quite as big of a deal. But when you're trying to grow from zero, right, it's right. tough to kind of break through that wall and get people to engage right off the bat. Definitely. That's cool. Well, okay, so you said 2015, you moved, and did you start the account right away, or what was your timing there when, when you yeah, started? Yeah, so I guess I moved to Atlanta in 2014. 14, gotcha. Um, and then I, um, that in September, and then I started the account in March of 2015. Yeah. Uh, so I, there was a few months where I was just kind of, you know, right. getting familiar with the city and right. honestly, um, building up some content, hmm. which is something I recommend to anyone who wants to start yeah. their own Instagram account, you know, start off with a bank of like Stockpile. 10 to 30 photos yeah. just so you're ready and you don't have to sweat hmm. about it. Cause I remember, I mean, to this day, one of my daily struggles is oh no, what am I going to post today? Yeah. And a lot of things are planned out. Um, I, I really try to work on a calendar, but hmm. you know, I also really try to stick to posting once a day. And yeah. you know, maybe I was planning on going to a restaurant one night and then I have to take my dog to the hmm. park or it's raining and I, you know, traffic's bad. So things come yeah. up. It's good to have some extra content. Absolutely. Alyssa, I wanted to talk to you about one thing we're huge on with this podcast is... Um, just being really positive and telling positive stories in the city um, that's uplifting to people and really highlighting and bringing to the forefront people who are working hard, have cool brands. It, it seems like the bucket list is the perfect um, sort of complement to that too because, you know, we're, we kind of live in a world that can be really negative really mm -hmm. easily. And I'm wondering what the reaction of some of the people that you were spotlighting uh, early on with with the bucket list account was when you're when you're putting them in such a you know attractive light and t and telling such positive stories about the people in the city what were what were the reactions you got early on for that yeah i mean i will say people are very gracious hmm. um like you mentioned like i also try to use atl bucket list for good sure um, i'm not trying to bash any business uh right. everyone has a bad day Everyone, you know, is going to make mistakes. I know I make mistakes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, kind of talking to that point, you know, you won't see a negative review on ATL Bucket List. Hmm. Um, I don't believe in that. I think that, you know, I don't want to lie and say something positive about a negative experience. So, sure. you know, I'd rather omit it completely. Right. But I also don't want to, you know, talk to 210,000 people and bash a business. Yeah. Um, and I, I think... You know, I hope that's appreciated because, you know, unless someone does something absolutely just insane, right. you know, I like to give people some chances to, sure. to make it right. But yeah, I mean, you know, I'll get 
in, uh, direct messages, people just, you know, being like, oh, wow, like, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I do try to go into restaurants unannounced. Um, yeah. I will admit there is a lot of back and forth with re- restaurants and PR agencies and mm-hmm. setting up visits and comps meals. You know, I'm, I try to be very transparent about all of that. Yeah. Um, but I also just, you know, want to go to breakfast one day and Mm. take a photo because my meal was really great and share that with someone because um, whether I'm getting paid or not or whether my meal is free or not, if it's a great experience, I want that business owner to know, you know, I enjoyed that. Thank you for all your hard work. But I also want everyone who follows me to have the opportunity to, you know, go visit that place as well. Yeah, come support them. That's cool. So you were working for, you said a digital marketing marketing agency mm-hmm. for the first little bit that you were here. Now knowing a little bit about your background, that has since changed, and yes. you no longer do that. <laughs> Tell me a little bit uh, about what your role is now and the things you've got going on aside from the bucket list account. Yeah. So um, my career journey has been kind of crazy, yeah. um, but something that I'm really proud of. While I was, you know, working full time, I did start taking on a bit of freelance work. Mm. Um, and I totally attribute that to, um, you know, all the relationships and the success I saw with ATL Bucket List. Sure. Uh, but I did have a couple business owners who saw what I was doing with ATL Bucket List and mm. reached out and said, hey, I need someone doing my social media. Yeah. Like, you seem to know what you're doing. <laughs> Help. Um, and, you know, while I'm not saying just because ATL Bucket List was a success, I can do that with any business, I also, you know, did work in marketing. Right. Um, you know, since the digital marketing agency, I had worked um, at a, a business up in Duluth and I handled their content program. So everything oh, cool. from blogging to influencers to social media. Um, so, you know, I did wear a couple different hats and yeah. I had that real business experience with social in addition to the ATL Bucket List. Right. Um, and you know, in 2017, Mm. so actually I celebrated my two year anniversary in August of, Mm. uh, 2019. And, uh, it's been two years that I went off on my own and started Atlas media. It's a social media agency and, um, you know, probably one of the scariest decisions I've ever made, (laughs) but one of the most exciting and rewarding things, um, you know, having a, something I can call my own. Sure. And tell me. What was it like for you in the early days of Atlas when you go from, you know, ATL bucket list that is this labor of love for you that just, you know, started as something you're kind of doing on the side. Is it different when you have the pressure of paying the bills and putting food on the table as your full-time job? What were those early days like for you? Yeah, it was, it's different. Hmm. Um, But I will say throughout the years, ATL bucket list had become a job as well. Sure. Um, You know, I again, transparency. Um, I, I do make some money from it. Um, I do have partnership, uh, you know, partnership responsibilities where brands will work with me and I have to deliver on certain content and there are deadlines and contracts. So I think all of that kind of prepared me a little bit for what I was about to embark on. But when I started Atlas media and you know, these brands relied on me and, Mm. you know, I work with 
primarily small local businesses. Yeah. So, you know, asking someone to invest in social media mm -hmm. when their budgets are already small, they want to see that return and they sure. deserve that return. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of pressure because it's not just me anymore. It's yeah. someone else's business on the line. Right. And while I don't try to, you know, tell anyone that by hiring us, you know, your business is going to, you know, expand to new cities and sure. you're going to see all this increase in revenue. Um, you know, it is at the end of the day, a branding tool, but you want to see that it is impacting someone else's business. So there was, you know, there, there still is, um, to this day, a lot more pressure. Um, you know, with ATL bucket list, if I didn't post one day, like, Am I going to get mad at myself? Maybe for a minute, but for a client, you know, we have calendars and yeah. there's approval processes and everything has to be done when we say it's going to be done because I'm not just answering to myself. I am answering right. to the client. What's the, the other end of the spectrum when you take over a client's social media or give them, um, you know, like a consulting package and then you see that actually pay off in, in their business sort of thrive as a result of that. What's that oh, feeling like for you? That is the coolest thing yeah. ever. Um, yeah, it is unreal, mm. honestly, because if you looked at Instagram or even Facebook, any of the other social media channels um, just a few years ago, you know, it's just evolved so much and seeing yeah. it used to be more of like that social networking and now mm -hmm. it's really an advertising tool, a marketing yeah. tool. Um, and seeing that, you know, the like the fun photos we take and mm. the witty captions we come up with <laughs> actually drives people into a restaurant or a yeah. business that is beyond cool. It's really neat. Um, so you've been in Atlanta five years now. Mm -hmm. Are you going to pack up and head back to Florida? Never. <laughs> Honestly, though, I have no yeah. desire to. I love Good. my family. And, you know, I have two sisters. One is in Florida. One is in Dallas. Yeah. And then both my parents are in Florida. Okay. Um, so, you know, great to visit. I right. always have the beach You're when I want it. sort of centrally located there, you know. Yeah. Um, next to an airport. That's good. Well, and that's another thing I love about Atlanta. You can mm -hmm. get anywhere quicker than, like, most. Right. Because we have such an awesome airport. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I between ATL Bucket List and Atlas Media, both mm. are so local. I mean, both of them have ATL in the name. Right. <laughs> um, I'm kind of uh, rooted here. Sure. And luckily, you know, I, I don't see myself going anywhere. Hmm. I don't really want to go anywhere. And I mean, you never know what the future brings, but I think I'm sticking around for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. We're happy to have you. Uh, so your full-time job now is kind of telling the story of other people's brands mm -hmm. what are what's important to you in atlas media and even atl bucket list uh about your brand what are the tenets of your brand that that you hold dear and that you try to um really kind of get out into the world as to tell your story um yeah i mean i think two big things are um we kind of touched on this earlier but positivity hmm. i think social media can be such a negative space yeah um, I mean, I even unfortunately am the one reading negative comments, whether it's mm. for a client or on ATL bucket list. Um, you know, not often, but you know, it, it's unfortunate that people feel that because they're hidden behind a screen, mm. um, or their phones that there's that comfort to be a little bit, um, 
jerkish. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit, you know, bolder than they would yeah. if they were face to face with someone. Yeah. Um, so I really do try to, you know, with all my clients and ATL bucket list, especially, you know, I really want to create a positive space. Mm. I want to talk about happy things. Um, not to say that, you know, we should just ignore all of the mm. bad things going on in the world, but I hope that, you know, for my clients and myself, I can just be that positive outlet. Mm. Um, and then I also think authenticity. I know that word is thrown around a lot these days, but I also think that social media creates a lot of comparisons. Mm. Um, you know, even myself, I have a lot of friends in the blogging world and it's easy to get bogged down thinking, oh, like, wow, why is her post doing so well? Like my post didn't do sure. well today. Sure. Um, so just being real about, you know, expectations, you know, people mm. see ATL bucket list, 210,000 followers. Wow. Like how amazing is that? But you know, one, I'm not, you know, we talked about it earlier. I got lucky. Timing mm. was everything. It was before the algorithm, before other bloggers, you know, before all that. Mm. Um, and two, it took four years. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's not like I started the account last week and right. I'm seeing this success. So, you know, it takes a long time to really build something that's going to last. Um, but I think, you know, that part of authenticity, but also like kind of showing off the person behind the brand. Yeah. Um, that's something I started to do a little bit more as the years went on. Hmm. Um, you won't see my face in a lot of posts, <laughs> but Every once in a while, I, I do like to show myself not because I think everyone needs to recognize my face, but just to remind people there's a person behind yeah. this brand. Um, and, you know, it's interesting seeing that for my clients, those are some of the most successful posts hmm. um, when we show off the people who have built these yeah. brands and tell their stories and show their faces. Um, so people realize, oh, it's not just an ice cream shop. It's right. like these three people who started this amazing, you know, product for us to mm. enjoy all the time. So, um, I think that showing, you know, you want obviously your social media to look beautiful, yeah. but to show kind of the behind the scenes and the story a bit more. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, it's so important to do that too, because there's so many, especially in food, there's so many options mm -hmm. in this city that if you just made a list of all the things you liked and rotated them, <laughs> You'd go to the same restaurant, what, two, three times a year? Yeah. But those faces and the relationships you build with people who run these businesses and who make that food for you, that's what gets it to where you've got that spot that you hit once a week or once Absolutely. a month or whatever it is because you've got that relationship there and you care about the people who are running that business. Right? Yeah. Well, so, that's why I'm cool. always like really impressed by great service. Yes. Um, because... Yeah. Like you said, there's so many great restaurants that it's really hard to choose mm. where to go. Yeah. But what always, you know, sticks out to me the most, and I honestly would say more than the food, like the food has to be great. Don't mm. get me wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but there are a lot of places that have great food. No doubt. So if you have great staff that makes me feel special and not because I'm ATL bucket list, but because I'm a customer yeah. who comes in and you know, you, you make it a positive experience for me. Hmm. I will be back every week. That's awesome. Well, listen, not to give away too much free information, <laughs> but for those small business owners out there that, that might be listening to the show, if you had a kind of a high level, um, just short piece of advice for, someone trying to build their brand through social media as a small business owner, what's the first thing you kind of tell clients when, when you're trying to get them moving in the right direction? 
Um, I think one is to really figure out what it is you're trying to achieve on social media. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are just like, oh, I want to throw out a bunch of content. Um, yeah. Content is going to you know, get people in, which it is. Um, but figure out you know, what it is that makes your brand special, just like you would if you're creating like a business plan. Like what right. makes you different than your competitors? And really hone in on that when you're creating your content and mm -hmm. you're trying to tell your story. Because you know, like you said, there's a ton of noise out there. There are a ton of restaurants. There are a ton of different brands doing things that are similar to you. Sure. So figuring out what it is that makes you unique and then figuring out cool ways to showcase that mm -hmm. is going to make you stand out. That's awesome. Well, Alyssa, this has been a blast. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, and let's keep up and talk soon. Sounds great. If you aren't following ATL Bucket List on Instagram, first off, don't tell anyone. And secondly, go do that now. You can also see the great work Alyssa and her team are doing in social media at atlasmedia.com. Special thanks go out to Chris Hilliard, Joshua Pruitt, Mackenzie Bates, and our families who make it all possible. Stay tuned to the show for more stories from the city's top startups and small businessmen and women. You can do that by subscribing in Apple Podcasts or wherever else you happen to be listening. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate a review and a rating. And of course, share it with your friends. Keep up with the show on social media. We're ATL Born Brand on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. Finally, you can find all the previous episodes of the show on our website, atlborn.com. For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connects Media, I'm Jonathan Hilliard. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all soon. From Connects Media, Media. this I'm Jonathan. I'm Jonathan. No, you gotta say, and I'm Mikey. I'm Mikey. I'm Jonathan. I'm Jonathan. I'm Jonathan. You gotta say, I'm Mikey. I'm Ready? Mikey. Here we go. I'm Jonathan. I'm Mikey. I'm Lucy. And we'll see y'all soon. Yeah. You gotta be quiet while we're talking. Thank you. See y'all soon.